welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. On Mindset to Mastery, we give you tools, tips, and actionable items to help you change your mindset and master your success. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about feedback. It's necessary, not evil. And the reason why I felt that it was necessary to talk about feedback is because when supervisors, managers, and leaders are working with people in organizations, one of the toughest tasks that they really try to avoid is giving feedback. And so why is that? If you are in charge of your team, if you're in charge of a department or a division, if you are leading any type of initiative and you have a team that you are responsible for, you naturally want your team to become better, right? The only way that your team is going to become better is if they know what it is that they're doing right, what it is that they're doing that's not so right, and ways that they can improve. So today, I want to talk to people who are in leadership positions, supervisory roles, who are aspiring to be in leadership positions or supervisory roles, and you're trying to figure out how do you keep your, or your team going and how do you keep the momentum moving forward, and more importantly, how do you set up a culture and, a, and an environment where your people are welcoming your feedback and you are actually enjoying giving it? So let's talk about a scenario. You are leading a team. You guys are working on a, um, a very important project because, of course, all your projects are important. And you need to talk to different members of your team because things are just not clicking on all cylinders. I mean, you're working together fine and you're communicating and things are moving, but you're falling a little short of your goals. And there are some behavioral issues that you may need to address, or there are some work-related issues you need to address, or you're just not hitting the mark completely, but you're making progress. So you don't wanna feel as if you are completely um, blindsiding the people in your team by telling them the things that aren't being done right, because you don't wanna mess up morale, right? You also don't want to give them the impression that everything is going well because you really need them to step it up a little bit more. So what do you do? How do you approach that? How do you figure out a way of giving feedback to your team so that it will motivate them, it will keep them in tune and in sync with each other and with you, and it'll also set the stage for them to become better so that you can achieve more goals and you can actually move forward at a faster pace. So number one, you need to establish a environment of open communication. Open communication means that if someone needs to come to you with something that's unpleasant, they're able to, you've established a safe environment and a respectful environment where people feel, feel free to express their, um, their thoughts, they're able to contribute to discussions, they're able to talk about things that are not going well as well as things that are. And they honestly are able to separate the personal from the business. And what I mean by that is that they understand that feedback that they get or our um, opinions that people give or suggestions that people give, that the ultimate goal is to make the team better, to make the individual people better, and to move the company forward in its goals. 
So as long as your feedback is 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 wrapped in um, in language that is not personal in terms of feeling like it's an attack, but it's tied to specific outcomes, it's tied to specific actions, it gives people a an idea of what to do to correct it. So as long as you're able to be open when you are providing this feedback, then your environment will be better and people will be more receptive to it. So for example, if I wanted to talk to someone about maybe, you know, being a little bit more open in their communication, or I wanted to talk to them about being a little bit more organized, or I felt that they needed to be a little bit more um, creative in their approach or innovative to their approach, or they may need to just go back and redo some things that weren't being done correctly to begin with. So I needed to establish an open environment where we could have sometimes slightly difficult or slightly uncomfortable conversations and it's not seen as being personal. It's seen as being something that is helpful. It is seen as something that is necessary in order for us to move forward. And it is seen as something that is in my best interest. So when you're looking at providing feedback, you need to first establish that foundation. Secondly, when it is time to give somebody feedback, you need to be specific. You need to talk to them about a specific example, a specific instance, um, something that they did or did not do. Describe what that is and talk about that situation. Focus on the situation and the scenario and the circumstance and the action instead of the person. So for example, if there was a meeting and we were all supposed to prepare for a meeting um, and, and talk about uh, the new project or talk about um, action steps and some of the action steps were not relevant or there, was, there needed to be a little bit more research done. Instead of coming to someone and saying you were unprepared and you didn't research, instead talk about what happened. Talk about the information that was given ask deeper probing questions about what do they think could have been done a little bit differently in order to make that work better? How is it that they decided to approach it in this way versus another way? Open the dialogue and talk about specific examples of the actions or the, or the instance and what happened instead of making it personal to a specific person. The third thing that you should try if you're looking at giving feedback is you need to be very specific in what you want. So for example, if I am in a group and I'm working with a team and I don't really say anything a lot, I don't contribute to group discussions, I don't give any suggestions, you have no idea what I'm thinking at all. And you really want me to contribute in ways that are meaningful because it has to be all hands on deck. So instead of coming out to me and saying, you don't communicate, you're not participating, you're not active and involved in the team, and we feel as if you don't wanna be here, which puts people on the defensive, instead, why not talk about how they see themselves as being a member of the team? So, how are you liking it? What's working for you? What are some things that you would like to change? How do you feel as if you can be a best suited to contribute to this initiative? What are your ideas? Asking questions that provide an opportunity for people to tell you how they need to be involved, how they would like to be involved, getting them to think about this whole situation in a different way 
so that they are not feeling attacked. They're not feeling separated, segregated, marginalized, or dismissed. They are understanding that you just want them to be a part of the initiative of what's going on. Now, I know what you're saying. Keisha, these are all instances where nobody's done anything wrong. Nobody's done anything, anything horrible that has cost us money or time or opportunity. So what do you do when you have to address when someone does something that costs you money, costs you time, or costs you opportunity? Those kind of conversations are very uncomfortable, mainly for the supervisor, mainly for the leader. Nobody enjoys telling people what they're doing wrong. It's just human nature. We're not built like that. We're empathetic. We want to be connected. We want to help people and we don't wanna feel as if we're being mean. And then if we're honest, you're very hesitant sometimes to give people feedback because you don't know how to, how, to, how to approach it in such a way where someone won't feel offended or they won't feel slighted, especially when we're talking about feedback from a member of a leadership team that is given to someone in a, um, a minority group, given to someone who, you know, there may be some issues with race or you don't want to seem as if you're picking on the women or you don't want to seem as if you're picking on someone who is of a, who's a person of color. You don't want to seem as if you are exerting or flaunting your privilege or your power. So as a result, you say nothing, but that's not gonna help you and it's not gonna help your employee and your team member. So here's what you do. When you come to a situation where you are in an uncomfortable position of having to reprimand an employee or correct an employee or talk to them about things that are not going well and things that they really need to improve, number one, be honest. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to dismiss it and say that it's not an issue if it's actually an issue. But instead, it's all about the way in which you talk about things. It's the way in which you bring it up. Again, going back to having established a rapport and a relationship where you're able to communicate honestly, openly, and transparently. So again, it's about the questioning. It's about focusing on the circumstances and the actions that were taken instead of shining a light and making someone feel as if this is a personal attack. You don't want it to seem as if it's personal. You want to focus on the business, on the task, on the action, on the circumstance, on, on the scenario, on the goal. But focus on that and, and make sure that your feedback is specific around a particular scenario or situation or issue. So if someone did something that cost us money, that cost us time, that cost us opportunity, that set us back and had us have to revamp the way we were gonna do things, then I would talk to that person and I would ask, okay, describe to me what happened. What is it that made you, that, what was your thought process and how you set this up? I'd love to help, I'd love to be able to guide you and assist you, I'd love to work with you on this so that we can figure out a, best, a better way of doing it to get to the result. So let's sit down and talk about what do we see success looking like? What is it that, how are you thinking about this? What was your approach? Talk to me about the way that you outlined this in your head and what you thought. And then when you get to the part about talking about the things that didn't go right, asking them, 
What is it about this situation that led you to making this decision? What is it about whatever it is that you're doing that led you to take these specific actions instead of something else? Once a person has a chance to share their vision, share their thought process, and you're sitting down having a conversation about the process and the actions, now it's not about a personal attack. It's not about, oh, I can't believe you were so irresponsible. Oh, I can't believe that you didn't follow through on that. Oh, I can't believe that you took on way too much. I'm, oh, you, you were so unorganized. Oh, I can't believe that you missed this opportunity or you didn't see that. Those are not things that are going to come out of your mouth if you're talking about the actions, the situation, the specific project, and talking through their process. If you're talking through the process and you're talking through the actions and the thoughts that led them to this, and then you can have a conversation about, okay, let's think about that. All right, maybe you didn't know about this, but if I add in this piece of information, or you know there's another person on our team that this area is their area of expertise, maybe there's something we can do together. So how do we plan differently for next time? How do we adjust? What contingency plans do we put in place? Where, where are the gaps in what we need to have happen and what is actually going on? What other resources do we need? What other support do we need? What other assistance and ways in which I can help to make it better? How can we make this better? How can we turn it around? Feedback is number one. First and foremost, the purpose of feedback is to give people some actionable steps and, and, and help them to see how they can become better. Examining what didn't work and then creating a new plan of what we can do to make this situation better. Now, if you have people who have a gap in their skill set or a gap in their knowledge base or a gap in the ways in which they think and their experience, then having these kind of conversations will help you to uncover that gap. And now you can look at how do we pair this person with someone else in order to provide some, some guidance or coaching or mentoring. Maybe there's a class or a certification that they need to participate in. Maybe you didn't understand or didn't know or didn't realize that their experience was limited in this particular area. So now you can set up ways for them to gain the experience that they're missing. You can pair them up with someone that's going to be an accountability partner or someone that's going to walk with them and work with them in this particular area. You always, 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 always have to have some type of action that is going to help to fix the issue, that is going to address any weaknesses, that is going to mitigate any threats, but that's going to capitalize on opportunities and it's going to help to play up additional strengths. So whenever you're giving feedback, start by thinking SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. If you don't know what to say, start with those four things and touch on each one, but remember, it is not a personal attack. It is talking about their approach. It is talking about the actions of what happened. It is talking about the situation and the circumstances. And then it's brainstorming and working together on how can we be better? What are the things that we can do in order to make this work? How can we pull this together so that we're going to be better next time? 
What are the opportunities that, we, that are still there that we're going to capitalize on? How do we think about that? How do we plan for it? And what do we do next? And then the final thing that you always have to do when you're giving feedback, follow up. You can't just tell somebody something, give them some feedback, tell them this is how they were operating, what they didn't do wrong, how they need to, re how they need to rethink it, what uh, actions they need to take next, and then just leave them. You need follow-up. You need to come back and check in and say, how is it going? How did those suggestions work out? Is there anything else that you need from me? How can I be of best assistance to you? How can I support you in this? Or if you pair them up with someone else, come back and say, how is this pairing working? How is this partnership working? Are you getting what you need? Because one thing that you have to understand, most leaders, most managers, most supervisors are not promoted because they are great with working with people. They're not promoted because they have the skill set and the interpersonal skills in order to be able to manage a team effectively. Most times, promotions come as a result of being a subject matter expert, at being exceptionally good at your job. And when you start managing and leading people, now you're in a completely different realm. Now you have to understand how to give feedback. Now you have to understand how to assess a process and evaluate progress. Now you have to understand how do I need to evaluate the talent that is in front of me and what is the best way for me to put them together so I can get the results that I need? How do I hold people accountable and help them to grow and to learn and to develop professionally and personally without making it seem like it's a personal attack when I'm talking to them about things that are not going well? All of these are things that you have to consider. All of these are part of the whole process of developing your leadership skills, of developing your opportunity to become a better leader and to become a better teammate by cultivating an environment that is safe, that is collaborative, that is uh, learning focused, and that is supportive in everyone being there for the other person. You're a part of a team. You're not isolated. You can't lead from an island. You're all in this together. So establishing that rapport, establishing that culture, that community feel, that you are together in this and that you have each other's best interests at heart is your number one priority. I don't care if you are leading a team of two or you're leading a team of 200 or 2,000. The fact still remains you have to understand and be really, really, really good at establishing rapport and being able to give feedback that is constructive, that is specific, that holds people accountable, and that allows you to follow up after implementing a plan that is going to help them to get to the next level. Yes, sometimes feedback is very uncomfortable to give, just as it's uncomfortable to receive. But you, if you have a plan, if you have a focus, if you've established a rapport, and if you have established a culture in a community where you guys understand that you're all in this together, it makes it so much easier. So 
what happens if you have not established this culture? You haven't, you don't have a community, your people are just there doing their jobs and, and going home and you work relatively well together, but you don't have a really tight bond. How do you establish that? Well, if you're trying to establish a rapport, now you need to think about the person in front of you. Now you have to find out more about their style of communication, their style of learning. How do they work best? Do they work best by themselves or do they work best in small groups or do they work best with a whole group? Talking to people one-on-one -on -one and getting a sense of how they work and how they think and the way they process information and how they interact with and engage with other people. Start developing a community within your small group. Start by being authentic. Start by being transparent. Start by sharing your own thoughts and your own process and the ways in which you think about and address and solve problems and design solutions. Nobody understands how to trust if they don't feel as if you're being open. Nobody is going to believe that you are an authentic leader if you're not being authentic. So giving feedback and establishing a rapport with your people comes down to being personal, personable, authentic, open, developing a trust factor where they get to know you and that you are consistent in your actions, in the ways in which you approach things, and consistency leads to trust. If I know that this is how you're going to be, if I know this is how you're going to, that you're going to be fair, if I know that you're going to be right there with us in the trenches trying to get things done, if I know that you have my best interests at heart, if I know that the team overall is one that works together collaboratively because all of us have the same goal, if I know that I can trust the people that are on my team, then I'm going to be open to feedback. I'm going to be open to people telling me how I can become better. And if you are a leader to create that type of environment, think about what you need. What do you need? What's, what do you need to feel safe? What do you need to feel secure? What do you need to feel that people legitimately and honestly have your back? What do you need to trust? Because if we start with what we need, and then we use that as a baseline to start talking to other people about what they need, then we're able to create something new that collectively is going to make everybody better. You honestly can't try to do with other people that you're not going to do for yourself. So the same feedback that you give to others as a leader, you need to be open to that type of feedback from your team. You need to be open to them telling you about your style of communication. You need to be open to them telling you about the pace of work. You need them to be open to telling you about whether or not they want to have more accountability or less accountability. That you are being, that you're micromanaging instead of trusting them. Being open to feedback shows that you are setting the stage and, set, and leading by example. Because if you're not open to feedback, they're not going to be open to receiving feedback from you. This is very important because as a leader, as someone who aspires to be a leader, as a supervisor, communication 
is the key. Communication is the foundation of whether or not you are going to actually be successful. Communication determines whether you're going to be able to achieve your outcomes. Communication is, is, is integral if you want to create an environment where you all are on the same page and you have the same vision of what success looks like so that you can work collaboratively and cooperatively together to be able to get there. But you have to lead by example. You have to be authentic. You have to be open to feedback the same way you want to be you want others to be open to receiving it. And so a big part of the reason why I'm talking about feedback now is that there are certain things that people automatically take for granted and they feel that leadership is a skill that is innate. It is something that people are natural at. I don't have to teach you how to give feedback. I don't have to learn how to give constructive criticism. I'm great at this. I'm a born leader. I'm here because I'm awesome at my job. But that's not always the case because you have to learn how to think in such a way that is going to draw people in, that is going to establish a, a foundation of trust, that is going to create a community where everyone feels that they can show up fully, wholly, authentically, and they can bring their whole selves to work, and they understand that you have their best interests at heart and you have their back. If you don't establish that, you're really not gonna get anywhere. Your teams are gonna be dysfunctional. You're not gonna be effective. Your engagement is gonna tank and sink to an all-time low. But if you start by being authentic, if you start by welcoming feedback from others and really taking it and acting on it and then doing the follow-up afterwards to see if what you tried to implement is actually working, if you're willing to do that and lead by example, then the rest of the people on your team are going to have less qualms about actually trusting you. And trust is the foundation of any relationship, whether it's a work relationship, whether it is a community relationship, whether it's leader to subordinate or team member, whatever it is, trust is at the, is at the foundation. Trust is at the core and you cannot establish that if you are not willing to be open and honest and transparent. So we're going to be doing a series of uh, short shows on, on leadership and what that looks like and what that entails, um, especially when you're talking about leading through change. We're going to be doing more on uh, giving you some tips and some strategies and, and some things that you can try with your particular groups and, and organizations in order to create an opportunity for them all to become better. Um, there are a number of things that I'm excited to share with you, um, and there are a number of ways that I think that I can be of assistance to you um, in helping you to be more equipped to assist your people, lead your people, guide your people through the process of change. Feedback is integral. You cannot grow without it. And after you've given the feedback, having the follow-up to make sure that what you talked about is actually being done, that the strategies you provided are actually helping, and then finding out what's next. What do I need to do next? What do I need to focus on? How can I become even more better? 
And there's a show that I'm going to do specifically on the professional development plan and what it's supposed to be look, what it's supposed to be used for, and not what it sometimes is used for. So stay tuned for that because I'm definitely going to be talking to you about ways to put this feedback into a professional growth, professional development plan that is going to assist your people to become better and to assist you to become a better leader. So my name is Keisha A. Rivers. I am president and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. You have been listening to Mindset to Mastery, where we provide you with tools, tips, and actionable items to change your mindset and master your success please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know how this podcast has assisted you and also let me know if there are particular topics that you would love for me to talk about. You can reach me at my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Fill out the contact form, schedule a time to chat with me, especially if you'd like me to come to your organization and assist you with leadership or team building or diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, engagement, learning, and leadership give me a call. Let's talk about the ways in which we can set you and your organization up for success. I look forward to talking to you. I look forward to engaging with you. Thank you again for joining me. And until next time, please stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.